In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. Hello, beautiful friends. I'm Natalie. And I'm Claudine. And welcome to Shokran Very Much, the podcast. This week we're talking about how we can love ourselves in a righteous manner. So today, we're going to discuss something that may hit home for most of us. I know it does for me. And something that we're always trying to improve on, and that is loving ourselves. But in a world that prioritizes loving oneself, there's more to it than just learning to love yourself. There's also learning the difference between a healthy, righteous love and a worldly love. We can't wait to learn alongside you in this episode, because we have an amazing guest. And our guest today is Anna Simone Hanna. Hello. Hi, Anna. Hi. How was your week? Fantastic. I'm happy to be here. We're Yay. very excited to have you. Let me start by asking you a fun icebreaker. <laughs> if you could only eat one food for the rest of your life, what would that food be? This changes weekly. But <laughs> for this week. <laughs> this week, I would say it's probably got to be... My unfinal answer, but I'll just make it my final answer, is chicken wings. It's just been on the brain. Yeah, wow. Chicken, chicken wings? wings. Yep. Yeah. I have to be in the mood for chicken wings. Same. So I don't eat them. Nope, that's why it's this mind. week's. Yeah, that's why it's her this week's. Yeah. <laughs> we'll I, just come back every week with Anna before <laughs> the episode and ask her what this week's <laughs> Wait, dish of the week is. Yeah, it will change. Yeah, it will. Yeah. But yeah, this week is chicken wings. I've been on this like pre Lent, like, you know, gotta have everything. <laughs> okay. Like, it's like everyone. <laughs> I feel like there's a checklist on the fridge now. Like, I ate this, I ate this. I didn't eat that. Oh, yeah. No. Yep. Yep, I actually have a checklist and I share it with Carol and we're like slowly getting through the list. <laughs> okay, so we're going to talk about how we can love ourselves in like a righteous manner. And I think that in like today's society, self-love is such a cool new idea. And I think that, I think some people could mistake in it as very self-centered or narcissistic. I think that like people be like, oh, like self-love, I'm going to stay home. I'm going to do this, 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 all for myself. Self-care. Yeah, self-care, um, matcha, like all that. Matcha. <laughs> matcha um, is so, I mean, you see it on tote bags. I even have a tote bag that says self-love. <laughs> but I just want to take a moment to talk about the tote bag Natalie has on right now. <laughs> Now that has like a disco tote bag. Yeah. It's exactly what you picture. Picture a disco ball, but a tote bag. And I that's really, exactly I what really, it looks like. I really enlightened the whole self-love with <laughs> buying like She really things. is the light of the world. <laughs> I honestly, I was looking at that tote bag all meeting, like yesterday's yeah. meeting. That's like all I stared at. I was like, squirrel. But it was the tote bag. Squirrel. <laughs> um, so I'm going to share a quote and I want to hear your thoughts about it. It's by Oprah, which is a little controversial. <laughs> Um, we so, are a Christian podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so her quote is, seek to be whole and not perfect. And to that, the question is, what is like the boundary between being like self-love, the idea of self-love and being self-centered? And how can we avoid that whole self-centered idea? Yeah. Um, well, I think that self yeah, so like you were saying, self-love and then self-centeredness or like narcissism, which I think is something a little bit different. But those two things can often be 
um, thought of as interchangeable or they get mistaken for each other when in reality they're completely different. Like to love yourself maybe in a secular sense could often be mistaken as being self-centered, like you're taking too much time for yourself or you're not thinking of others. But in like a more spiritual or like biblical sense, to love yourself is something that like God calls us to do. Um, and that you hear a lot of people talking about, it's just a matter of like what lens you look at it through. Like if you're looking at, at it through like a secular lens, which can oftentimes be a very broken lens, um, then it's like, okay, I feel like I feel guilty or I feel bad for taking time for myself. Um, but in reality, it's like, to take that time for yourself, like even Jesus did that in the Bible, like it oftentimes, um, like I was just reading in Luke, um, and Jesus retreated into the wilderness as he often did, right? Like he took that time for himself because he um, knew that he needed that time with God to not only just like, you know, self-care yeah <laughs> Jesus with his matcha but yeah. like <laughs> like the jade rollers yeah. <laughs> but it was more so because he knew that taking that time for himself he would be able to be of more benefit to the people around him when he went out you know and about yeah. after like after that kind of retreat it's really fun for me to think of um because we talk about how you know Jesus came and the son of God came and took flesh and became man when we talk about him needing like that quiet time away from people just makes it so much more real like he wasn't just like god on earth like doing things by looking like a man he also had our struggles too right um i also think like i think another question i have i think that like right now there's so many like celebrities and a bunch of like youtubers and influencers that talk about self-love as such like an awesome thing i think like i'm a huge like emma chamberlain supporter out here and she like took like i don't know like six months off from youtube and like taking care of herself um so i mean like why do you think it's like has become like such a huge concept especially now um, it can be like an opinion. It's not yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, I have some thoughts on this, but I think that a lot of it has to do with the fact that we are very, we live in a very um, overstimulated society. Like we are very stimulated now compared to when we, you know, us like way, way, way back <laughs> in the past. You know, um, and we are constantly like in communication with other people. We are like surrounded by other people all the time, social media, um, even just getting texts, right? Like we can always be in contact with other people. And I think that I don't think we were really meant to really live like that on a day-to-day -day basis, right? So I think that, I mean, we shouldn't be living in, you know, solitary confined i don't think that was the word <laughs> I, think that solitude. I think yeah it's solitude thank you <laughs> words they're hard um but like we, we're just very overstimulated and so i don't i'm not surprised at all that a lot of people like and you'll find that a lot of celebrities or even just like us you know yeah um will find ourselves just wanting to retreat out of that and i think it's because it's just not <clears throat> it's not very natural or healthy for us to be living in a society as stimulating as this one. Um, Another situation. I don't know. I don't know about Emma Chamberlain at all. Yeah. <laughs> Coffee <laughs> gal. Yeah. I do know about Simone Biles because I was like, I watched oh, the Olympics yeah, excessively. I saw that. 
and she was already there like she was in tokyo and she went i'm not gonna do it and i remember everyone was like what mm, i remember that yeah that's actually a way better example than emma chamberlain <laughs> they're both Good. examples it's they, they reach different like, people you know yeah you're right yeah. different audience mm-hmm. so we so there's this boundary between self-love and being self-centered and so once we were on the right track and we're loving ourselves in a righteous manner kind of like the title of the episode how does loving myself in a righteous manner help improve my relationship with others and with god because i i'll just start with like the first thing i wrote down and that was the verse in genesis 1 where it said then god said let us make man in our image and our likeness so if i if i don't like, do we actually love God if we don't love ourselves? Oh, that's a cool question. <laughs> yes. That. That's a great question. If we despise ourselves, right, then we are essentially despising, like, or in a sense, despising the, our creator, right? Because we are created in his image and his likeness. Um, and I think that a lot of, like, self-hate or self-deprecation comes from a lack of not knowing who we are. Um, because if we truly knew who we were, if we truly knew ourselves as the children of God, that we were created in his image and that we were brought on this earth for a purpose and that we are not just a haphazard creation and that all our qualities and characteristics are not just haphazardly thrown onto us, that they were all very meticulously chosen, um, then we wouldn't, we wouldn't hate ourselves, right? We would be able to recognize the gifts or just the gift of life in general, and just the gifts that were given to us um, that all make us very unique and just make us us. Yeah. You just, you can't. You can't. Yeah. You just can't. You just yeah. have to know. The more you know God, the more you'll love, not only love him, but also come to love yourself and not in like a egotistical way like society will tell us. Yeah, and you were talking about, like, recognizing, like, the good things about yourself. But isn't, don't you think that's difficult? Because you just look at, like, social media, TV, all of that. There's, like, the the commercials are always like, oh, here's some wrinkle cream. You need a youthful face. Or, or like, Weight Watchers or... Hair dye. Yeah, or, like, makeup to look a certain um, way. And you, you get to see all these... <laughs> you see all these pictures of all these celebrities on, um, on the red carpet. And they look amazing. Mm-hmm. So you, there's the standard set for you. And so it's kind of difficult to look at all of these standards and still be like, no, but I need to come back and look at myself and be like, well, God made me perfect in his eyes. Mm-hmm. Like, well, that's great. Mm-hmm. But it's hard to feel that way. Definitely. Um, one thing, it's not really spiritual related, but something that I um, was listening to recently about was that these like beauty standards that we come across, right? They are so dynamic. Like, like me and you, like uh, the way that we look may not be, I don't know, like maybe for someone, like they may have not look like the beauty standard of today, but maybe like a hundred or like even like 20 years ago, right? Like that was the standard for beauty. They're just so dynamic. And I think like listening to that, and learning a little bit more about the beauty standards throughout not just the decades but like the centuries and how they've changed right i'm like wow like why do i like why am i letting this fickle thing define how i view myself right when it's like 
beauty is so, I mean, beauty is in the eye of the beholder and it's just so dynamic and it's very subjective, right? Um, but essentially it's like, it's not about, I mean, you know, this is cheesy, but it's like, it's, it's, just, it's really not about your looks. Like, it's just not, right? Yeah. When we find someone, like when we really like love someone where you find someone like attractive whether it's like friendship or like more than a friendship right like it really it's not just about like how someone looks but it's really about their character and in combination with everything else right um so when we get so focused on like the outward appearance and like what whatever social media whatever the commercials show us right we're not focusing on the right thing like we're just wasting our time essentially because like what is beautiful today that society tells us right could be like oh no it's like not it the next day you know um and there are a lot of different like examples of those kinds of fads and whatever but you can see in fashion like all the trends right now are like from the 90s yeah right yeah Yeah. like for a while it's like oh my god you're wearing stuff from your mom's Mm -hmm. closet now it's like look at you right you thrifted that like whoa like thrifted no i took it from my mom's closet (laughs) i know yeah my mom (laughs) i I used to wear that like i used to wear that dress like and it's like well it's like the fashion now she's like i don't get it my mom does the same thing i'll be like mom i really want to get this she'll be like no i used to wear that i'm not letting you wear what i used to wear i'm like i promise you this is what people wear right now it's just how it is you just like learn not to care like you're like "Eh, whatever Yeah. yeah it's gonna change fine there's a quote by c.s lewis that says do not let your happiness depend on something you may lose and i think that that's like so dangerous when you depend on like when you i don't know what the word is not depend um like when you yeah when you depend your love for yourself on other people's love for rely. you rely mm. rely <laughs> there you go words. thank you natalie <laughs> today's theme is actually words <laughs> they are hard (laughs) yeah so i i think that that sometimes happens because like the mindset change you're telling us about like how like social media has this and ads have that and the beauty standards like how can you like conform your mind to stop looking at this stuff and be like hey like i i look fine or i feel fine so i think it's like a whole mindset shift that has to happen because i do feel like sometimes it affects like my spiritual life to an extent because you get mad you're like listen you made me this way Mm -hmm. i'm supposed to be perfect right i'm in your image and all of that Mm -hmm. yeah like it could spark jealousy but then you could also when you're talking with god which i think i'm good either way like i'm Mm -hmm. like good on you for talking to god about it but um you're like oh why do you make me this way Mm -hmm. like why do i have these flaws yeah and i think that is a result of like the brokenness in us like it's not something that we were supposed to really um live life thinking that you know something is wrong inherently wrong with us because we are different from other people that's just the result of our brokenness that henry Nguyen talks a lot about in his book life of the beloved um it's just it's a misunderstanding on our part, right? Because we can get angry at God, but the reality of it is, is that we, it's, we are the ones that are misunderstanding essentially like what true beauty is and what matters. Um, and like you were saying, Natalie, like it, it is a whole mindset shift. It's about coming to know 
I mean, essentially the answer to all of this is like, I need, I need to have a deeper relationship with Christ, not just deeper, but just have a relationship with Christ so that I understand who I am and I understand why I was created the way I am and to also just come to accept ourselves. And that's a big thing, acceptance. Um, like not just the parts of ourselves that we don't mind or that we actually like, but also the parts of ourselves that we see as flaws and imperfections and things that we wish we were never, you know, born with or we wish we could change, right? But when we come to accept like every single part of ourselves, then we really come to see how Christ views us. Um, and I think that's the root of all of it is that the way we see ourselves is oftentimes not the way that Christ sees us. Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely not past the struggle. Like I'm definitely in the heart of it. And I don't think you ever get over it to an extent. Even if you think you're over it, you, there, there's still a part of you that like is always going to have those emotions. Mm -hmm. But what helps for me is uh, Psalm 139, verse 14. Uh, it says, uh, I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. So I love, I love it too. And it, it really does help sometimes. Yeah. But in other situations, it's like you say it. You're like fake it till you make it. You just mm. keep saying it, keep saying it, keep saying it. And I'm still not at the part where you're convinced of it, but you just keep saying it. Mm -hmm. And I just think that, um, I think it's amazing that like, you can open the ukbe and find a line like that that really hits you on an on something that really affects you like this yeah i wish you guys could see my head nodding to everything <laughs> like vigorously <laughs> nodding <laughs> um 100 like like i think that the psalms provide so much solace for us and they're just like there's so many hidden gems not even just in the igbeya but even the psalms that are not included in the igbeya yeah it's like, um, like just the other week, I was like, I just, I need, I need something, right? So I just like opened to a random psalm and I was just like, wow, like that's just, that's what I needed to hear. And it's like, that Thanks exists God. for yeah. us. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that exists for us and it's just like phenomenal. Even if we don't, you know, believe it right away, right? It's just like that act that we just do over and over again, like, I'm going to trust in you. I'm going to trust in you, even though I'm not, like, fully convinced, right, that, like, of any of this, right, but I'm going to keep trusting you. And I think the act of that in itself is, like, more valuable than even finding that solace in the end or whatever you're looking for. Um, could we just talk about one, what is regarded as a commandment? Is it a commandment? To love yourself? No, love your neighbor as yourself. I don't think it's like a. It's not a. It's, it's not a, one of the like a new. Yeah, because he he actually he said mm, yeah. it here. I have a new commandment for you. Yeah. <laughs> so love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. They're like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. There's eleven now. <laughs> but um, I was actually reading. Uh, I wasn't. I wasn't doing this for preparation for this episode at all. But then it like hit me, and I was like, wow. Uh, because I read something. It was like Jesus simply said to love others as yourself. He didn't say to love others after you love yourself. Because mm. so, you might never get there. There are struggles that you're going to have to live with for your whole life. So apparently, what, what do you think he meant by as yourself? Because if you're supposed to love others, not after you love yourself, but as yourself, what does that mean? This is funny because I was actually thinking about this recently. Yeah, like... There are so many different, like, ways you could go with this. Um, but it's like, well, what does it mean 
to love myself, right? We'll break it down. Um, and to love myself, right, means that I am coming to accept myself as well. Um, and the definition of accept, if we break that down, means to consent to receive, okay? That we are not just um, tolerating or just, you know, acknowledging the existence of certain aspects of ourselves, but we are consenting to receive it, okay? Um, and so, right, so we may never come, like, fully come to the point of, like, truly loving ourselves, but I think we can start off with understanding what it means to love ourselves, and it means, like, accepting or, like, just receiving every part of ourselves and um, understanding that even, like, the parts of, of ourselves that we would want to change or the parts that we wish we never had, right, um, that it's meant to be there. And so if we can come to acknowledge that and to really, like, sit with that um, and then accept, right, every part of ourselves, then we can go on to really accept others as well. Uh, well, no, it doesn't have to be in that order. But I think it makes it easier, right, if we are able to understand that, that we are able to then accept other people's flaws and other people's characteristics and also love them, Um because, you know, none of, none of us are perfect, none of us are meant to be perfect, um, or at least in the sense that we think um, we should be. No, but I completely that. agree. That makes a lot of sense. Um, so I'm going like, to kind of introduce, like, a newer question. We all know that we're, like, sinful, and that's not, like, a, I have to, like, it's not a horrible thing. Like, we we kind of, like, accepted that. It's a fact of life. <laughs> we're we're yeah. sinful. Eve ate from the, from the tree. Yeah. <laughs> Eve. Adam did too. He did. He did. He did. That's but she made him. This is she... another topic for another this day. This is like <laughs> we're getting into some big stuff there. Um, but how funny joke? Sorry. No, yeah, go ahead. So, so, do you know why women have a hard time deciding what to eat? Claudine, is this gonna be other? Oh my god. Well, I think we can guess. Yeah. Yeah. Because last time they did, they did all of humanity. <laughs> I saw it on Instagram. That's okay. like not even a joke like this. Yeah, just that's like, like serious. <laughs> <laughs> Again, laughing. Eve ate from the tree. <laughs> um, but We're actually like, crying. <laughs> <laughs> um, but how do you think that we can like, I think like ever love ourselves knowing that we have like such a sinful nature? Like we're made from, I don't want to say sin, mm -hmm. but I mean like we, we are born with sin, you know? Mm -hmm. So... How do you think we can ever love ourselves completely? Mm -hmm. um, well, I think, like, something I'm thinking about right now is how, well, why did God create us then if he knew that we were going to sin, we were going to, you know, fall and turn against him and all of this, you know, brokenness we brought about in the world. Like, why did he create us? And I think, because, well, he loved us. So, if God loves us so much that he was willing to, you know, go through all of this, knowing that all of this would happen, all the brokenness would happen, then who are we to not also love ourselves, right? All right, if God loves us, then who are we to not love ourselves? And I think a lot of it is just lack of, like, understanding 
on our parts, right? Even though we are sinful, um, there is still, like, it's still a part of us. And Henry Nguyen, I know I keep saying his name, but <laughs> he is just fire with this stuff, yeah. right? <laughs> like, um, he talks a lot about um, about how we are not only called to, like, love, like, and I, I know I keep saying this, but we're not only called to love, like, the good parts or, like, the good near quotation parts of ourselves, but also the things that, you know, make us sin or make us imperfect because those, and he says that all of these things, right, make us unique. Like our brokenness and our imperfections, they make us each unique, our struggles and everything. And so we need to accept that too because if we keep rejecting that part of ourselves, then we're essentially, like, we are rejecting a part of ourselves. And so how are we... How are we ever going going to love ourselves completely? Like, we just can't. We have to accept all of it. We have to love all of it because even these struggles, even these tribulations and these imperfections, we can use them to become closer to Christ. And when we become closer to Christ, then, you know, we come to know ourselves more. Yeah. I was on a middle school retreat, right? And I think, like, the theme for one of them was... Uh, were like the masterpiece of Christ and they pulled out a Bible verse which I forgot the reference to um but they kind of took like a deep dive on like what a masterpiece is and that's like somebody's like best piece of art so back to what you were saying about like God loving us so much it's like we're his like best piece of art you know what I mean like we're like the best thing that he's ever made like he puts us up in like a art magazine and like or not yeah (laughs) you know so I just like that you know, like, he loved us so much. You know, on art, you know, some of the masterpieces, like Picasso, you look at them, you're like, those are scribbles. Mm. But they're still his masterpiece. <laughs> look at that. Right? It's great. Am I the scribble? <laughs> I, that's not what I said. Am I the scribble? <laughs> that's not what I said. Am I like that weird piece of, piece of like, art? Huh. <laughs> the banana duct taped to the wall I'm that like, sold for, like, $15,000. <laughs> Everyone's like, why? It's just a banana. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank like, you, buddy. Mom, it's me. <laughs> I read this thing once where it said, just, like, think of it like, like the god of gods, king of kings, looked at the world after it was all done with all these beautiful animals and landscapes, all these things, and he felt the need to add one of you. Oh, that's cute. I felt like that was really sweet. Yeah. And it's a very, like, Instagram thing. (laughs) But you know what? It's true. Tumblr. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Actually, yeah. It's like Pinterest, actually, probably. Like those super, like, cringy Pinterest, like, vision boards. But they always hit the best. Like, they hit you hard. (laughs) They're always like, oh, boy. crying now. (laughs) But yeah, you're right. There's, like, a need. It wasn't just, like, we're not happy haphazard like none like not a single part of us all things work out for good for those who love god i don't know the reference (laughs) (laughs) sounds like a bible verse (laughs) it sounds right um this is like a really quick question you don't have to like deep dive into it at all like one sentence is fine but um so how is christian love or christ-centered love for yourself or for others different from love preached in the world a christ-centered love is one that takes others into account, whereas maybe the a secular view of love is more so like, how does it work out for me? 
Which is funny because love is, I mean, true love, right? You take others into account. Yeah. You know, but I think the world has a little bit of a distorted view on it. I think it's like in relationships. They're like, okay, so you're offering him or her all of this. Like, it's a two-way relationship. You both have to give something or you both have to compromise or whatever. Right. But like, Jesus never did that. With all the relationships we see in the Bible, he's always, like, just giving, 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 giving. Like, he's not waiting for anything in return. Right. And I think that a lot of people in the world, or just myself, right, we fear giving too much. And then we're going to run out for ourselves. But it's, like, that's just not the reality of it. That's, like, a lack of, there's a lack of trust there that, like, God provides all. I don't remember where I heard this at all. But I heard someone once say, like, you can't run out of gas if you're connected to the, like, to the, okay. So probably, this is, <laughs> see, this is how I know I heard it in Arabic because I can't put it in the words in English. <laughs> it's going to sound weird. So you can't run out of gas if you're connected to, like, the gas station or. And then where do you go? Huh? Where do you go then? No, no, but see, <laughs> if. <laughs> Claudia. <laughs> so the intention behind it, the intention behind it yeah, yeah. is that, like, <laughs> you're talking about running out like if you it, this is just with other people like if you're constant if you have god with you you're never going to run out of that love whatever i probably butchered that statement no. it probably no. makes yeah. sense like no, no that makes it makes more sense after saying? you explain yeah. that yeah. yes yes it's like he's like the supply yeah you just i just yeah. have this like very vivid image in my head it's like a meme of this <laughs> guy <laughs> with like he's just like Drove off with the oh, pump he's still so cute. Oh, yeah. He's so and then yeah. I think he like yeah. blew up the gas station. Oh my God. I know that's like not at all what you were trying to refer no, to. No, please don't blow up the gas station. <laughs> <laughs> we don't condone violence. <laughs> Shokram, very much, Anna, for joining us today. We had a lot of fun. Yeah, we this did. was an amazing this was awesome. conversation. Thank you, guys. And Shokran very much, all of you beautiful friends who tuned in and listen. Please follow us on all of our social media sites, which you can find in the show notes. And from there, you can access our website and you could send in future questions and topics. Shokran very much for listening. We'll see you next week.